the Scholars in Iron podcast. They say that faith is heard, not seen. Indeed, there is something provocative about the spoken word which can rouse different emotions and thoughts, often simultaneously, or left suspended in the air for the mind to mull over. The human voice is arguably the oldest form of transmitting knowledge, and it was so revered that even Plato bemoaned the introduction of written text as the very end of it. I asked friends and colleagues to record some of their favorite passages in philosophy and literature. The purpose here is not only to expose these thinkers and writers to broader audiences, but to hopefully bring a smile or thought to enrich your day as we all try to make it through the virus. It wasn't for nothing that during the Great Plague in the early 17th century, Isaac Newton completed his work on calculus, shuttered in his house, left alone with his thoughts. He called it his Anus Mirabilis, Latin for the Year of Miracles. It's as fitting a title as any for this series, so enjoy and endure. Justine Barron is the founder and owner of Imminent Pictures and JumpSmart LLC. She's a writer, actress, and semi-pro lacrosse player. Today, Justine reads to us from Cahil Gibran's The Prophet. Then said Almitra, speak to us of love. And he raised his head and looked upon the people, and there fell a stillness upon them. And with a great voice he said, when love beckons you, follow him. Though his ways are hard and steep, and when his wings enfold you, yield to him. Though the sword hidden among his pinions may wound you. And when he speaks to you, believe in him. Though his voice may shatter your dreams as the north wind lays waste to a garden. For even as love crowns you, so shall he crucify you. Even as he is for your growth, so is he for your pruning. Even as he ascends to your height and caresses your tenderest branches that quiver in the sun, so shall he descend to your roots and shake them in their clinging to the earth. Love sheaves of corn, he gathers you unto himself. He threshes you to make you naked. He sifts you free from your husks. He grinds you into whiteness. He kneads you until you are pliant. And then he assigns you to a sacred fire that you may become sacred bread for God's sacred feast. All these things shall love do unto you that you may know the secrets of your heart and in that knowledge become a fragment of life's heart. But if in your fear you would seek only love's peace and love's pleasure, then it is better for you that you cover your nakedness and pass out of love's threshing floor into the seasonless world where you laugh but not all of your laughter. And you cry, but not all of your tears. Love gives not but itself and takes not but from itself. Love possesses not and would it not be possessed for love is sufficient unto love. When you love, you should not say God is in my heart, but rather I am in the heart of God. And think not that you can direct the course of love, for love, if it finds you worthy, directs your course. Love has no other desire but to fulfill itself. 
But if you love and must need have desires, let these be your desires. To melt and be like a running brook that sings its melody to the night. To know the pain of too much tenderness. To be wounded by your own understanding of love. To wake at dawn with a winged heart and give thanks to another day of loving. To rest at the noon hour and meditate love's ecstasy. To return home at eventide with gratitude and to sleep with a prayer for the beloved in your heart and a song of praise upon your lips.